In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. The gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio relationship between WAVA and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I'm truly privileged to be your host for this show to talk about the most important thing in the world, the gospel, Jesus Christ, and how he makes a way. And so whether you're listening today live on the radio on the weekend or whether you catch this on the podcast or somehow you're hearing me in person at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, on the weekends where I'm a lead pastor We want to remind you that it's the gospel that makes a way over and over again. Now, this weekend, there's a pretty big, significant cultural event happening. I believe we call it the Super Bowl. Now, I say I believe we call it the Super Bowl because the team I've rooted for most of my life has never wound up in the Super Bowl. But that's a story for a different time because the Super Bowl is a social and cultural phenomenon like none other. You probably know that already. It's just a lot more than a game. It's actually a window in American culture, how we celebrate, what we celebrate, what we see important, and how we celebrate the things we see important, as evidenced both, by the way, during and around the game. In fact, the halftime show and the television ads and commercials that occur, frankly, they often garner just as much discussion and just as much excitement as the game itself from time to time. And here's the thing. Just as Jesus met people exactly where they were, There's a media campaign out there called He Gets Us that's going to do the same thing by bringing the biggest faith campaign in history to the biggest stage, the Super Bowl, just this weekend. The He Gets Us ads will be about selling something dramatically different, though, than a product. It'll be telling the truth about who Jesus is and reintroduce our culture to the real Jesus of the Bible, not the one that oftentimes is the distorted, polarizing version that people hear about so often in America today. So today, we're going to talk to the people from the He Gets His campaign. Specifically, we're going to talk to Brad Hill and welcome him back as they're creating cultural change in the way people think about Jesus and his relevance in our lives. And you, yourself, can learn how you can get involved or how your church can get involved and participate because we, as God's people, are actually one of God's greatest resources in communicating who he is. So again, welcome back to the show. Longtime listeners may remember Brad Hill. We had him back in July of 2020 on Good News for the City. Just go to goodnewsforthecity.com. Go to He Gets Us, and you can hear him talk there. But uh, you've got some exciting updates for us today. Brad, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, Brian. Great to be back. Yeah, so as I said last time, you're the chief successor for GLUE, or chief success officer for GLUE, rather, an organization that, uh, if people aren't familiar with it, helps extend the church's capacity to reach, know, and move every person it serves. And you partner, again, with this biggest faith campaign in history, the He Gets Us, and the He being Jesus Gets Us campaign. Now, you've been at Glue for a while, but prior to there, you did all kinds of things, including co-founding ministry brands. Um, As a president there, you completed over 40-plus roll-up acquisitions, led the company to win private equity deals. Um, In addition to that, though, in those experiences and coaching companies and having kingdom and business impact, you've also served in lay capacity leadership at several churches. 
across multiple denominations. You have deep roots right here in the Washington metro area, even though you currently live in Denver, where you're joining us from today. Um, And so just thanks for taking some time. So let's dive right back into something that was months ago, but so much even more important as we look into this weekend about the He Gets Us campaign and the He Gets Us ads. Now, for our listeners who may not have connected some dots, even though they might have seen the campaign before and not realized it because it's been a lot of places already or didn't catch before, tell us a little bit about what it is and how they can get a taste of it. Absolutely. We are in month, uh, month 10, I believe, of running these He Gets Us ads nationally, including around D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And so by now, I, I would guess, like you said, Brian, your, your listeners might have seen it. Although, let's be honest, if you're like me, you probably fast forward a lot of commercials. Um, that is true. Which, yeah. Which we'll get in. We'll get into this. But the Super, you know, why the Super Bowl? There's very few spots left in our culture where we're all sitting there watching the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so as it turns out, you know, I have folks every day telling me they saw one of the, he gets us ads on the Grammys or on a rerun of the office or jeopardy. Uh, but live sports really has been a pretty effective uh, channel for us because again, you're watching it live and I, I, I saw some interesting data just the other day about the Super Bowl. About 65% of folks would say that they tune in primarily to watch the commercials. Yeah, we were just and, talking off the show about how there'll be whole lists that come out the day or maybe the night of once the Super Bowl is over. What were the best ads? What were the best commercials? What got our attention? What didn't? And and certainly um, the people behind the He Gets Us campaign is going to be in that list. But it's not about being in the list. It's actually about something much bigger and addressing some needs or some challenges out there in the hope that the world needs to see. So talk about what sort of motivated that campaign if people don't remember that from hearing it before and what is this campaign really designed to address the challenges? And at the end of the day, what do you hope happens? Yeah, well, I mean, to answer the last question first, I hope a lot of folks get introduced to Jesus in a way that may be fresh or, you know, in some way inviting. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we hope a lot of folks just, you know, take a step closer to him. But um, to zoom out, you know, the, the overall objective that we have, it's very simple. It's profound, but it's simple. And that is we want to we want to introduce people or in some cases reintroduce them to Jesus. And you mentioned in the in the intro, it's the Jesus of the Bible. Yes, absolutely. We should make that clear. Everybody in leadership on the He Gets Us project fully believes in Jesus of the Bible. Jesus was fully man and fully God. Mm. And what we've learned, we did about a year's worth of research, Brian, before we ever ran our first ad. And what we learned is we have an opportunity to <clears throat> kind of explore this shared experiences side of Jesus, who he was, what he did, what he said, how he reacted, who he hung out with. Um, and with a lot of people that haven't maybe taken a close look at Jesus, it's surprising new information for them that he actually can relate to the stuff I go through in my life every day. And so that really is the basis of why we even call it what we do. He gets us. Yeah, And so we we really just endeavor to put a picture of Jesus out there that causes someone to want to take a step closer to him. And, and we're doing that in a variety of ways. Now, you mentioned you spent a year versus a, a time researching. How do we make this connection to people to see that the true Jesus of the Bible? 
And you also mentioned that it's now been 10 months. And what's really interesting about this campaign, especially when we think about it through the lens of sharing the truth about Jesus Christ, this is the largest, to my knowledge, media campaign in history and the longest running because it's already gone 10 months. But the design behind this isn't, okay, we're done after the Super Bowl. This is a a multi-year campaign. Um, What are some already of the fruits that you're seeing in the time you've been running this campaign? And what is it that you hope to expand upon? Yeah, that's right. We, we We continue to see this thing build and grow. And yeah, the Super Bowl is kind of a major crescendo moment, but it's going to keep growing. We're, um, we're, we're praying right now through what, what appears to be two, three or more years that we'll have with this o- overall project. So it's going to be a marathon. We're excited for that. Um, one of the things we look at in terms of is it working is every single week we have one of the teams involved is doing what's, what's called a tracking study. And mm-hmm. they're asking questions. They're doing some quick research in various parts of the country and they sit with people who have seen the ads. They they would answer, yes, I see that ad, I, I recognize it. And then what they do is they they present them various statements. Uh, we ask them, has your attitude, has your perception changed at all? And what we're encouraged by so far, 10 months is a long time by some measures, but it's actually not quite a long time yet to influence perception and, and attitudes. Minds take time to change and evolve, right? Sure. We're really encouraged already that when we put statements, and I'll give you a few of them, like we would say, Jesus loves all, agree Mm -hmm. or disagree. Uh, Jesus sought peace. Jesus is accessible. Um, I want to read more about Jesus in the Bible. So each of those is an agree, disagree. We're seeing double digit percentage movement to the positive in every one of those statements from people who have seen the ads. Yes. Um, and by the way, the I want to read the Bible one is actually one of the top responses. So in re- in response to that, what we've done is continue to add more Bible reading plans and more more ways that folks can, as we say, go to the source text and explore for yourself uh, what what Jesus did and what he said. I love uh, so, how you so, No, go ahead. Yeah, we're seeing we're really encouraged because. um you know, down the funnel, we'll talk about this, but there's there are churches, there's a lot of ministries, there's a lot of great ways to connect. But we believe before a lot of these people are ready to do those things, they want to explore and, and kind of, you know, get comfortable with Jesus. And that appears to be happening. I loved how you said there's a moment ago, explore the source text, because uh, what we're really beginning to see, I think, through this ad campaign is challenging a perspective that has been developed around Jesus that is actually separate from the source text. I think all of us have been on purpose or accidentally from time to time misrepresented, and we're like, well, just get to know who I really am, and maybe this will change your opinion. And And he gets us having that way to push them back to the Bible, to where Jesus is truly revealed. Now, again, the Super Bowl's the biggest thing so far that you've done, and I don't know if there's much bigger than the Super Bowl, but you've done some other big stuff, World Series, March Madness, playoffs, um, and you see particular ads where people go, oh, again, he gets us. Jesus, he was a lot like us. Like I remember one about grief. He experienced grief. He experienced that, and a lot of people don't think about that. Now, I know what's going to be played on Super Bowl weekend is a, is a bit of a surprise. You're holding it close to your chest. That's totally okay. You don't have to give us the inside scoop, even though I would say 
if people listen for the Good News for the City podcast later on, they're like, oh, I wish I would have got it. But if they listen live on the radio, they're like, oh, I would have gotten the scoop. But that's for a different time, right? Um, give us a little bit about what the focus, though, for people, because we're going to help them prepare for that if they're sitting around with friends on a couch or at a dinner somewhere, uh, at a restaurant or whatever it might be. Help them prepare a little bit of what they might see. Absolutely. Well, I will, I'll do my best here, Brian. I'm going to give your listeners maybe some special inside track hints. Okay. Hints. Cool. Hints are good. We'll go with that. Yeah. If, if we can go with that. Yes. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, I, I imagine Sunday sitting on the couch, sitting at a tailgate, mm-hmm. you know, friends around me, maybe Jesus followers, maybe not. And you got beer ads, you got insurance ads, car, cell phone, and then there's this Jesus ad. And I suspect a lot of us are going to have those friends turn to us and know like, Hey, Brian, you're, you're like a Jesus guy, right? You're kind of religious. What, what's up with that? Like, do you believe this stuff? So everybody listening should know, like if you're known at all in your circles to be someone of faith, um, it's very likely that your friends, coworkers may come to you. And so you're exactly right. We want to help people feel prepared. Um, What we've, what we've done, it's been months in the planning, you know, creating these ads. And by the way, there's not one, but two ads that we'll be running. Uh, one little hint I can give your folks. Everybody wants to know, when are they going to show? I, I don't want to be refilling my guac when these ads sure, come yeah. on. Um, you're going to see the first one between the first and second quarter of the game. And then we'll have the other one near the beginning of the fourth quarter. So we'll have them spaced out kind of first half, second half. Um in the preparation, we've been we've been observing as a lot of a lot of us have what's going on in our culture, and um, you know there's there's a lot to kind of hand ring over. But one topic that seems to come up again and again is this idea that we all disagree about various things. Um, we might disagree about politics. Uh, certainly here inside the Beltway, that's true. We might disagree about race. We might disagree about COVID measures. Whatever the subject might be. And it's how we handle the disagreement that's really what we're exploring. Um, one way we could do that is fight and argue. And we see that all over the place, right? We are at each other. By the way, social media is probably one of the worst examples of this. Not very um, social and very little media, actually, right? You're, you're right. I mean, you know, lest you open Twitter on any given day, I mean, God help you, but um, you're going to, in many cases, see maybe some some of the worst of humanity coming out um, in in the way we disagree, right? And by the way, very few minds probably get changed uh, through through that medium. That's one way to handle disagreement. Um, A second way could be of what I call avoidance, and that would just simply be, let's pretend that we don't disagree or you know, I don't want to really be around that crazy uncle because every time it ends in an argument. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of go our separate ways. That certainly is a strategy. Um, what, we, what we're focusing on at Super Bowl is we look at Jesus. Turns out he was no stranger to disagreement. By the way, a lot of the same topics we disagree about, government, race, yeah. how to interpret religious law. These were not new, right? Well. Yeah, Ecclesiastes reminds us there's nothing new out of the sun, right? We might just be version 35.0 of the same discussions that they were having 2,000 years ago and before. That's right. Yeah, and and just differences. We we have different tools to vent our disagreements, probably. And uh, but but you're right. The principles are the same. And so if if anger is one way, avoidance is another way. 
we look at Jesus maybe representing what we call a third way to handle disagreement. And it really has to do with um, you and I might disagree on a given issue, but I'm going to first seek to love you and be for you as an individual. I might even look for some common ground. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to compromise truth or change principle, but I want to focus on being for you more than I focus on being right. And so the ads you're going to see this Sunday, or for those listening afterward, you've already seen them. You're going to see us basically explore two sides of this. Uh, one is sort of the best case scenario. The other might be the worst case scenario. But we are going to be calling folks to look at the example of Jesus and how all of us might behave. So like when you think about posting that Facebook comment next time, or you think about cutting somebody off in traffic on the beltway, um, we want us just maybe call all of us to pause and consider how could I follow this third way that Jesus models? Yeah. And, and again, if you've seen any of the commercials already that have either been on television or YouTube or wherever you're consuming media, they're very engaging. Uh, they grab your attention and they invite conversation. If you are someone who is known to be a Christ follower and you're watching this with someone else who doesn't follow Jesus. And so in preparing people, Hey, we've told you when it's coming on, not so you could run out of the room and not have a discussion, but you can stay in the room and be prepared. That's what First Peter says, always be prepared uh, to give an answer for the hope that we have. And they're going to see hope. They're gonna, we're going to be people of hope. So for some people who may be a little intimidated about talking about their faith, they're well-meaning, their heart's in the good place, but they always feel like they have to have the exact right words or whatever it might be. There's a lot of reasons that people might feel that way. What are some suggestions that you might give them to kind of help them a little bit and also point them to some tools that will also be able to help them? Well, first of all, I love the verse you just quoted. And uh, in that verse, 1 Peter 3.15, the yeah. second half of that is, yeah, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have and do so with gentleness and respect. I love how you added that part that I left off. That's a very important part. And so that that leads me to answering your question, because what we don't want on Super Bowl Sunday is if you open up social media or you're just there in the, in the living room, you're going to encounter folks maybe who aren't so sure about this message or who have concerns or even criticism. We don't want to fight back. We don't want to sure. get defensive. We don't want to get in the mud. Um, that actually kind of violates the whole principle of what we're calling us up to consider. Mm-hmm. What we do want is, yeah, we want to, um, I think there's power in the, in a good question. So if I'm sitting with somebody, you know, I might ask back to them, well, what do you think about that? You know, what do you, what do you, how did you respond to that? And why did you feel that way? And um, more than anything else, you know, what do you, you know, would you be willing to, to look into this more or explore what Jesus said? And by the way, on the website on He Gets Us, we'll have brand new articles and content on Sunday that allow us to do just that. We'll have scripture, we'll have more editorial content, things you can read, watch, and listen that allow all of us, both Jesus followers and those that were around, to explore. Um, we also have, we've, what we've set up, Brian, is a special text. We already have close to 30,000 people that have joined in. These are mostly Jesus followers, and we have some resources, including like a conversation guide. Mm-hmm. 
and a couple of other assets that we would love to just freely put in your hands. Yeah, and we'll mention this again at the show, but let's just give it right now. If you text the word Super Bowl to 70193, Super Bowl to 70193, both obviously before the Super Bowl, but even if you're hearing this on podcast later, it'll still be available. You'll get those resources in your hands. Uh, and these are additional resources that you would get as an individual. And we'll talk about what you can get as a church a little bit. But what I love that what you're bringing up is this sort of uh, tension when it says doing with gentleness and respect that Jesus over and over in the gospel talks about there is a way to share the truth that is most impactful. And it's really easy in our culture that seems to be combative to sort of wrap the truth around a brick of delivery and try to throw it through the window of someone's soul. Uh, in fact, at Christian Fellowship Church, we're actually working through the book of First Peter right now, and we're talking about what it means to show others the goodness of God in the way of Jesus. And, and that is something I think we all desire to do. It's just sometimes very, very difficult. And because that is, we tend to be people who then either become brick throwers or we don't do anything. And so finding this third way that Jesus models for us is so important. Now, uh, we do recommend that if you're a church, go to hegetsuspartners.com, and there's information you can find out. If you're hearing this before Sunday, maybe you just want to get a heads up to your people in your congregation about ways to connect. Send them to the hegetsus.com website. Uh, they can find out more information. If you're a leader, again, go to hegetsuspartners.com. If you're an individual, tell them about the text to Super Bowl at 70193. But we do understand that after the Super Bowl is over, Right? This isn't just like a big Roman candle moment, which is my way of saying, like, oh, there's a big explosion, then it goes away. That there's follow up. There's other sort of things that are important to happen. Let's dive into that for a couple moments as we can, as we find our way near the end of our time together. Um, what are these opportunities for local churches to be following up with the people who may not be sitting in a room with another believer on their couch to ask, but something happens in that moment where they want to know more about the Jesus of the Bible? Well, so one of the things that we've seen, I mentioned earlier, folks want to read the Bible, they, their mm -hmm. attitudes are shifting, which we're thrilled for. But then they, folks naturally get to a point where they want to connect. They want, they want to maybe get into a conversation or some kind of community. So that's where all of our churches come in. And it, it, is, it is the necessary ingredient, in my opinion, for this whole movement to work, um, is that our local church our ministries, um, all, all the folks that are about the business of creating gospel-centered community right. are part of the movement. And so already, Brian, we've got um, just north of 20,000 churches that have joined in, which is probably a little bit of an update from when we were together it last is, yeah. year. In fact, we've joined since the last time we had. We were in process, and now we're in here at our church locally. It's free to do that. It's it's easy to. Uh, that It's that website you mentioned earlier, hegetsuspartners.com. And, and that's exactly how we think of it. Our churches are partnering with us. Um, the the posture we always hold is if I'm with a local pastor, with a leader, we want you to be able to use He Gets Us. Mm -hmm. we, we don't want you to feel like we're forcing or thrusting anything on you. Um, the way you use it is entirely up to you. So it could be simply being ready to receive people that come through the ads, um, which is happening every day. Yeah. Um, beyond that, there's there's ways to preach. I, we have a growing list of churches, by the way, that have been in the middle of He Gets a Sermon series. Um, also, I can announce to your listeners next week, we have a new book coming uh, called He Gets Us from an author a lot of folks know, Max Lucado. Yeah, and, I think he'd uh, ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that'll be releasing. Um, so just a tremendous growing library of content, not from He Gets Us, by the way, but from lots of ministries 
and increasingly from our churches helping each other figure out how can we leverage this moment. Um, but it, it ultimately comes down, as you cited, to that individual one-on-one journey that everybody's on. He gets us hopes to kind of soften the ground and start it. And then we want to hand those folks into our churches, into our ministry, so they can continue the discipling process. Well, Brad, this has been so helpful. Once again, enjoyable. Wish we had a whole hour to have a discussion, but we don't. But as we close today, again, just if you've heard something that has drawn your attention about how you can know maybe more about Jesus, how he gets us, you personally go see some ads before the Super Bowl at hegetsus.com. Tune into the Super Bowl, which I imagine you will. Engage those. If you're a believer and you want to know more about how you can help someone else, again, just a reminder, you can text the word Super Bowl to 70193. That's Super Bowl to 70193 and get more information. If you're a church leader and you want to get your church involved, you can go to hegetsuspartners.com. That's hegetsuspartners.com. All of this information will be available on our podcast site in the show notes uh, after the Super Bowl. But all that information is still valuable because here's the thing. The gospel never stops being important, whether or not it's Super Bowl weekend or whether it's St. Patrick's Day weekend or any other day. Because as we think about what is happening in this world, there is only one answer, and it's not a thing. It's a person. His name is Jesus. And Brad, thanks for reminding us today that Jesus, he really does get us. And so as we go, remember, it is him who is the gospel, and it is he that makes the way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes the way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.